Hey, welcome to Conversations with my dear friend, Jeff Conway. My name is Susan. This is A Different Kind of Walk. I have audio. Hey. I can't see you, though. Oh, there you go. I did that before I hit the green dot and it just didn't. What are the kids up to? Are they going to camps or? Yeah, they're, um, at least for the morning, they're in camps in the mornings and um, then they're home in the afternoon and they've been playing with friends and we've had swimming lessons and um, Ah. Augie and Augie's had baseball practice all summer, and Rosie has had dance all summer. Um, yeah, so it's been You've pretty been relaxed all summer. <laughs> I have not done too bad, actually. Um, yeah. 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 So, do you have a family trip planned this summer? Yeah, we're going. I mean, we're going down to Hilton Head like we usually do with Gary's family, and. That is at the end of August, so that will be really fun. And my sister is actually joining us this year, so that'll be really, really great. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's great. And is there golf played by a number of the people that go down? or? Um, usually there's one round of golf. Uh, okay. Yeah, So and, and at least one round of mini golf as well. Very good. Ah. Mini golf players. Yep, very good. that was our um even before children um pirates cove was the place we did mini golf Mm -hmm. i forget where it is but it's on the cape but but it's a bit of a ways away because you have to go 25 miles an hour through okay a lot of the little towns to get there so Mm -hmm. yeah what about you? I know traveling is painful. So are you staying home? I have been mainly. So Patty spent a week and a half on the Cape. And then in a week or so, she's going to be spending a week in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then she spends two weeks at the end of August. She's going to fly to Maine. She's seen her cousin, her sister's coming up. Uh, to get her up there, spend time with the cousin also, and they'll go back to the Cape for cool five or six days, whatever it is. So, yeah, and it's weird because I'm happy for her and I'm not sad for me. Hmm. So, I mean, and that's, you know, of all places in the United States, oh. uh, I spent 30 some years driving over that bridge and watching all the mess and stress fall off me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I've said this before on a podcast that Patty Patty's just shocked how different I could be, how relaxed immediately I could be as soon as I smelled those ocean pines and the mist and all that just yeah yeah so you're but you're doing okay with it with her going and you staying I am I you know I I I know what's better 
for me. So um, I'm just the anchor that drags everything. That sounds sad and whatever and all that. But all the things we like to do, there's nothing accessible. So you'd have to have three people picking me up in the chair just to get on the sidewalk in places. And, and they've all said they would push me on the beach wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look at it and see it as a lot more work than they think it would be. It's big yellow tires. Mm-hmm. I think they're plastic. Okay. Um, and then, you know, has the push on it. So... Yeah, it looks like a lot more hard work than they realized that it would be so. So, no, I've stayed in contact with friends, and I uh, said hello to my mother once. I had a dream, and there she was. And there was no talking at all. There was just a hand that reached out to her. And took her hand and gently led her away. And everything in my body told me that was my grandfather. Wasn't a Jesus image, but that was my grandfather, who I barely knew Mm -hmm. because he died when I was so young. So I sent that to both my aunts and and. One of them, you know, just said, oh, that's nice. And the other said that that was our father. He was the most gentle man you have ever met in your life. So that you use the word, you know, gently reached out. It was just kind of the description there. So so that was kind of neat to have that. Put a smile. I mean, I wasn't worried about her and I was glad she wasn't struggling anymore so yes it was interesting to have that dream and certainly to be able to pass that on to her sisters so yeah so yeah and I've been doing a good amount of reading this summer I finally got my right eye in a place where it could read for about two hours okay before it's too dried out so I close this eye and you're completely blurred yeah. still. Um, eye doctor is this week just to see if there's another medicine yeah. or, you know, something that can help it because it's working for this eye. But yeah. you all the blunt questions specifically describing like how's your body doing what are what have the changes been over the summer and how are you doing well I did my longest sleep I've done so far which was 14 hours (laughs) so I'm just not I'm not setting an alarm I just kind of let it happen unless I have something that I'm to get up and do uh set the alarm there but um so this is why i didn't call you i guess i should let you know so it's not jello and pudding and you can put it on there 
Um, I was pensive for a couple of months. I was heavy and thoughtful and I mean, it was just as I was finishing up the will and everything paid off the funeral. So that kind of was in my brain, but um, so I got that all done because I wanted to make sure that was all done. Um, And I'm putting this out there so anybody can hear. I wrote my own obituary. (laughs) So I say, um, Jeff was the most wonderful, incredible person in the whole world. So naturally, no, I mean, it was funny writing that, but I thought, okay, this, this takes it out of somebody's hands. Family wise, I can do the facts. Mm-hmm. So I kept it short and I asked uh, the guy, the mortuary that I'm most connected to. I said, do people do this? He goes, people do it all the time. I say, okay. So I was pensive. So I, I want people to know that there are seasons that are not as light as others, but they, uh, I haven't felt dark and lost and angry. I've not gone there. And I, I don't think I'm so jello and putting that I'm keeping away from going there. My life isn't completely jello and pudding, but um so Charlie, mm-hmm. Charlotte, Addison's baby, they sent us a mini video of her flipping over for the first time. Aww. She knows how to push up on one arm and, and get over onto her back. I don't know how long it takes before she figures out how to get from her back to the front again. Yeah, that's that takes a little longer. So um, that happened at the same time that I got a handrail in the bed because I can't roll anymore. Okay. Because um, I don't have any core. I have to you know, grab onto the sheet or that's what I was doing was grab onto the sheet. And still, if I want to roll towards Patty uh, to give one hip a break, I have to, you know, hold on to the sheets Mm -hmm. as best as I can because my arms can do it um, when I have something to grab onto, but my body just rolling over doesn't do it at all. So. So um, I had an appointment. They set it up down with Johns Hopkins. Did I talk to you about that? I don't think so. So, I mean, everybody just looks at me like they've looked at me their whole lives. We don't understand you. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a muscle biopsy floating out there. And I think that will be my last doctor issue okay and that is a full surgery which is like well what the heck do you do that you have to put somebody under anesthesia i mean i haven't asked that question yet but when we go back down there that will be kind of the last thing that we'll say and then not give up on doctors but not 
I don't want to be the guy that keeps banging on doors. Mm-hmm. And I even told this doctor that when they said, well, you could go to, mm-hmm. um, it, it's a long shot, but you could go to this place. And I just, you, yeah, I, I don't need to do that. I know what's happening with my own body. So, I mean, where it's breaking down and those kind of issues so um so yeah the muscle slice will be kind of the last thing um is where i'm at right now and what's the hope with that what are what are you hoping to find out or there are some diseases that they find through um a muscle biopsy as opposed to just the electrical nerve kind of studies that they've done on me this focuses just on the muscles so you know patty was just looking at the ripples in my calf the other day and said that just makes no sense that's not normal and that's um you know she's been pushing for a a muscle biopsy a long time And I guess all the doctors kind of brush it off because it is. It's invasive. Yeah. But the doctor down in Johns Hopkins looked like a little fiend rubbing his hands together. He goes, now, I don't want to push you away from it. I just want you to know what it is. But I love doing muscle biopsies. (laughs) You? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was, no, he was a good guy and he actually has a personality for what he's doing. So I found that very funny that he was, I mean, he wasn't literally rubbing his hands like this, but he would have if he could have. (laughs) That's funny. So, yeah, nothing new's happening. I mean, I still fall and all that, but I'm. I'm doing well, so everybody out there should feel okay. You're still able to walk a little bit and... Yep. Yeah. I mean, I always use the wheelchair. My electric wheelchair, I should say I always use the wheelchair when I'm out of the house. I don't always use the push wheelchair that we have here. But I did give in and realize I need a walker. So I'll use a walker in the house uh, for the falls and just all kinds of, just to keep me steady. So I guess that's a giving in and a letting go of things, which has just been the journey the whole time that, that you let go and hold on to something new uh, in the midst of that, so. So you mentioned that you've been reading. What have you been reading? I I gave up on political books, Mm. on issue books, and I've been reading... John Grisham. 
Have you been reading anything this summer? Brandon Sanderson books, which are sci-fi. Um, just total, uh, they're not feel good, but they're easy reading and uh-huh. very action adventure Um And oddly enough, though, this series had a ton to do with religion, which was, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just really, really interesting. The concepts of like questioning truth and kind of, you know, the age old questions of like, well, if, if a religion doesn't actually give you answers, then it's worthless. Like there's nothing, it, it's not true. Or what do I get out of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or, or if, you know, if religion doesn't, fix the pain if religion doesn't um if your god doesn't save you from something like actually pull you out of your distress then what is what's the point it must not be true that all of those questions which is was fascinating because and that's just like one plot point because one character is like a collector of the world's religions and uh, so he is going through all these different things but all the rest of the characters are like dealing with this whole war and whatever the government and all sorts of other things so like yeah it was just kind of fascinating oh wow yeah are they people then they're not <laughs> they're not <laughs> working. Of, they're, they're not ewoks or something yeah. like that. no they're not, they're not elves mostly they're people there are a few different species that got created as well and you interact with them um but so it is sci-fi there are differences but it's yeah it's really it's really good it's really interesting so sci-fi is different and this popped in my head so you'll think what connection is he making here but do you believe in miracles have we talked about do you believe in miracles before i'm just thinking because it's fantasy slid me over theologically to miracles mm-hmm. i would say i believe in miracles i think that was the angel that picked me up in rome when i fell mm-hmm. i think that was the angel that gave me a can of gas who was there that day and when i went to pay the next day pay him back the whole house was empty i've just seen things and i believe in I, I believe in miracles. The hard thing is talking about miracles with people who don't believe in them. Mm-hmm. Have you had that experience at all? I can't say that I talk about the topic all that much. I definitely believe in miracles. I definitely believe in the spiritual world as well. But I think what's hard for me, and maybe probably why I don't bring it up to people, is because, like, if you believe in miracles, it kind of assumes that you'll believe that a miracle is going to happen for you or a miracle is going to happen for that person. And so it's like, yeah, I believe in miracles. And also, my dad still died. Right. Like, I believe in miracles. And also, there is a lot of really horrible stuff that still happens in the world. So if, if miracles are real, then why don't they? Why aren't people being 
rescued and saved in certain situations, you know, like, so that's hard. I, those, I'm holding those things at the same time, you know? Right. So I'm, uh, having conversations with a friend about miracles and because I, you know, I thought it was going to hit the home run out of the park. So this is what you need to do. Just sit down and read the gospel of John. Um, like it's a novel. Mm -hmm. So don't just read a chapter and put it down, but read, you know, you can read half of it then later read the second half or whatever and so he did and that's what he brought up he goes all this miracle stuff i just don't get it i don't i don't believe it so um you know i shared some of my experience i mean that's what i felt like I could do instead of citing a textbook or something like that about a miracle or, um, I mean, people, you know, think it's crazy that in movies or television, when miracles happen, that, you know, that was just a silly way to put the story together to finish it or something like that. So, yeah, so well, it's a hard thing to describe. But at the same time, when you're reading something that you know is fantasy or fiction or sci-fi, um, you go along with it. You you have this suspension of disbelief. Or if you're if you're really into a movie and um, something crazy happens, you're in the movie. You you like willingly just go along. I think usually that's at least that's what I do. I willingly go along and let the storyteller tell the story as it is. And like, I don't have to sit there and be like, well, that couldn't actually happen, blah, blah, blah. Um, and because it, it's a story, it's supposed to be made up. It's whatever. And it's what you learn from it in the end, even if it couldn't happen, that matters. And so like, I actually kind of feel like reading the gospel can be similar. You you put on your suspension of disbelief and you just go with it and see what you have to learn from it as it is. I'm not sure we need to go in and be like, well, that could that actually scientifically happen? Like, I don't right. know. Yeah. Like, that's not the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is the Jonah story? Is that a... Uh, a lesson for us or did that really happen so yeah same with joe like does does like does a satan character on two legs actually walk into god's throne room uh and like and say like well hmm, nobody follows you anymore and god's like well have you seen joe and then this whole story ensues you know like like is that does I mean I don't have a problem with that being real and true, like actually happening, but also like does it need to have actually happened? No, not for you to get what you need to get out of it. Um, right. I think you can learn a ton from that, and it's yeah. incredibly meaningful. Yeah, I be, because of situations in my life, I just always lean towards the miracle on that scale, and just kind of take that and move on and not let it be 
a scientific challenge to me about something. Mm-hmm. Did God make the world in six days and rest on the seventh day? Um, yes. Yeah, Do sure. you know those days are 24-hour periods? Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably hundreds and hundreds of years in there. Uh, but even in that poetry of how the world was created, I, I think that's really cool that it's about light and darkness and water and land and vegetation and creatures and humanity. I mean, it's like, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. How old is that? I should know that off the top of my head, but that's still a miracle to me that uh, it was written in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, recently, you know, Gary and I like to just like toss things around and he likes to, we, we talk about what we've been reading. You mean like spaghetti? No, yeah, exactly. Throw it on the wall, (laughs) see if it sticks. Uh, So the, on this topic, Gary was talking the other day about, um, he was like, yeah, I read a theory the other day that the stories that we're just talking about, it's possible that a lot of those stories, you know, some of them were probably floating around already before the exile from Jerusalem. But the theory was that when they were in exile, they collected all those stories and for the first time put them all together in like one cohesive set you know this is this is orally not like written but like still put them all together made all the connections for the first time while they're in the exile as a way to comfort themselves as a people and tell their own story and build themselves up to go home you know um and I thought that was really fascinating um and it you know, if, if that is true, it sheds a lot of light on why, why those stories, why are they told in that way? Um, right. Yeah. So I, yeah. who knows if that's actually true, but it was just really interesting. So if stories were told before that, then the Gilgamesh flood story that's out there mm-hmm. that people say that's earlier than the Noah flood story. Well, you know, no, who cares because they were all oral first Mm -hmm. and if there are some similarities um isn't that fascinating and doesn't that tell you even a stronger possibility that something happened like that in that area um to me that gives that more power as opposed to pushing away. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, Jeff, it was a pleasure to see you on the screen and hear about how you're doing. And I will talk with you soon. Sounds All good. Right. Thanks for joining us for A Different Kind of Walk. Until next time, live well.